Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas football ice chest in an undisclosed location, it is Texas Football Today, a show that is celebrating Hat Day for different reasons, both of which have to do with the availability of clean water. <laughs> My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing yeah, editor of Dave good. Campbell's it's Texas Football, uh, Texas Football uh, Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook, we're not on YouTube, are we? No, not today. We're not pushing okay. our luck. Or, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local frozen, mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good keeping the train on the tracks she is the duchess of the dorks she is ashley pickle howdy fella you doing okay welfare <laughs> check yeah doing okay <laughs> more importantly is goof doing okay goof is currently still sitting on my couch he has okay, just making sure. no water, but he's the same as you. They're hoping when they get the sprinkler system fixed that when they turn on the water, pipes don't just start bursting like crazy. So you and really? Goof's tweets might look the same tomorrow. <laughs> We're going to find out. It's going to be fun. It's like opening up a present, and the present might just be a turd. Uh, <laughs> today is... Friday, February 19th, 2021, 279 days until Thanksgiving, episode 1111, episode 1111, <laughs> how about that? Uh, this is the number of innings pitched by Dave Burba in his illustrious Texas Rangers career in 2002, 111.1 innings. On today's show, my friends, we're going to run down, uh, you're going to get a sneak peek at a piece that's not even up on texasfootball.com yet because I have not had consistent internet. But uh, working on a piece, we're going to unveil the 10 most improved Texas high school football offenses in 2020. We're going to tell you which offenses made the biggest leap in 2020. And then back half of the show, a little Friday fun. And that Friday fun, we, we need your uh, – I guess we don't really have access to the text line, do we? Yeah. I can put it up. Okay. I just so, didn't have it up because so, sometimes uh, it covers your face. Oh, you're far away. That's fine. We'll put up your here. Uh, <laughs> let me put my face over it. Okay, good. 
972-532-6665. 972-5-DAMN-OK. 972-532-MONK. Text us the Friday fun topic. What is something that the pandemic has brought us that you would be okay keeping around for, uh, like, like what is something, what is the, 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 the let's talk silver linings. Um, what are the things that we have discovered in the pandemic that we want to keep around after the pandemic is gone? I've got a couple. I know you've got a couple. Yeah. We'll kick those around. Uh, let us know either in the comments on Facebook or on the text line, 972-532-6665-972-532-MONK. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hathaway, Tony Blaylock, Miss Terry Adams, and Aaron R. Buckle. Welcome in, fellas and lady fella. Excellent. Welcome in. Okay, so go ahead and kill the text line. Get, get, get your shot, everybody. Get your shot. Yeah. <laughs> Punching it. Okay, good. Okay. He's losing it, um, folks. <laughs> look, I've been stuck Pray in my for house <laughs> for 11 months, and the last week has been really cold. Um, I did think about that, and this is this is neither here nor there. But on um, on Tuesday, Tuesday, we kind of looked around the house, and that's when we had unexpectedly been joined by my brother and my sister-in-law and my uh, niece. And we kind of looked around, and we were like, "All right, if they need to be here until Friday." Um, they ended up leaving yesterday, but if they need to be here on Friday, do we have enough stuff? Mm-hmm. And the answer was kind of like, mm, it's going to be close. So my brother and I were like, you know what? Let's not risk it, especially with a baby. Um, you know, let's go. So we ran to the store. We, we got in the car and we, we went very, very slow um, over the roads to the store. And I just, I, 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 I took a mental snapshot of being in the store wearing a mask because of the pandemic and kind of not panic shopping, but like, mm-hmm. um, uh, what sort of intentionally shopping, right. uh, because of a, a, a historic ice storm. And I'm like, this is, this is a moment. What we're doing See, right here is something I'm, I'm always going to remember. And I, I haven't left my house since Saturday, but when I did leave my house, it was because you and I had talked and we said, this looks like our last opportunity to move the studio. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I went to the store. And I was right, by the way. (laughs) You were, absolutely. I I stopped by the store real fast to get just a couple things here and there. And then I went to the office to get the studio and move it back here. And man, yeah, that obviously it wasn't in the depths of everything happening, but it was that precursor of everyone knew, oh, mm-hmm. stuff's about to get bad. And yeah, it was the mm-hmm. most just in it. I don't feel like I felt that insane in a store since the pandemic, like, really started. Yeah, um, it was like a different, it hit a different level. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, 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 it was like, we all understand that there are circumstances out here that are dangerous that are that are problematic for us uh but then when you added in like the and then you add in like the the weather and you're like just one on top of the other and guys just think about it all we got to do is get past this weather and then we'll just have a pandemic there's all that good times (laughs) all right happier things uh i'm gonna give you a preview of a piece i'm gonna have up on texasfootball.com hopefully this afternoon uh, looking at the 10 most improved offenses in Texas high school football. 
in 2020. We're comparing what they did in 2019 to 2020. And and one thing off the off the top, and I'll probably issue this disclaimer whenever I do these pieces, is I do think it's worth mentioning that like obviously the 2019 season was radically different than the 2020 season. And so there is a grain of salt, I think, at least one grain of salt you have to take with all of these. But I also think that if you were to, I think that it kind of, you know, I think we can certainly debate how much we should discount the improvement. But I also think that some of these teams have made such noticeable leaps in this that it's going to be rather uh, hard to explain just because, oh, it was weird. And so they had a different season. Like, I just think that there's there there's a bigger issue going on, and most notably that these teams have gotten significantly better offensively. And so I took a look. I crunched the numbers. We're going by points scored per game, okay? Very basic measure. How many points per game you scored. So that should also, by the way, mitigate a little bit of one of the other issues, which is an inconsistent number of games a team's played. We'll start off actually with number 10. One that kind of brings that into focus is uh, the 10th most improved offense in Texas high school football was El Paso Irvin. El Paso Irvin went from averaging 19.6 points per game to 41 points per game uh, in uh, 2020. And now one of the things, uh, you know, grain of salt here, they played five games. They went four and one in their mm-hmm. games. And so, you know, as compared to they went three and six last year, I think it's fair to say they got better. They were a better team, mm-hmm. but little bit of mitigating circumstances there that obviously a different number of games they were, or, you know, but we also know that they brought back a ton of starters from last year's team. They were from 2019. They've carried over nine starters offensively. So these were teams that were really experienced. Uh, they were the 10th most improved offense, the ninth most improved offense, um it's uh it's a a name that we've we've come to recognize um and that is um what coach peterman's doing at fourth brewer uh they made the big leap they go from uh 18.7 points per game to more than 40 points per game 40.3 uh they go from two and eight to four and five uh but keep an eye on those on on those bears because i think that you know I think Brewer may be in for a leap if they continue this trajectory. They made a big leap in 2020. Um, that's one thing to keep an eye. You know, another thing you know uh, can, to consider about them is that you know they got moved into I think a more favorable district, uh, and mm-hmm. that should that that I think made things a little bit easier for them. So uh, they were the ninth most improved offense. Number eight, uh, we're dipping down in three A. We're talking about Grosbeck. Uh, the Goats were the um, were the uh, eighth most improved offense in Texas high school football in 2020. Uh, they made the they made the lead from 12.9 points per game. Uh, I think that it's fair to say they had a bad offense last year, all the way to yeah. 34.8 points per game. Um, and obviously, you know, that showed up in a big way. They went from two and eight uh, to six and four. Uh, and yeah, they, you know, they paid their dues. They, 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 they took their lumps in 2019 and it paid off in 2020 as they were able to kind of make some moves uh, there in, in district eight, three, uh, a division one. So, uh, Grosbeck made a big leap, uh, the eighth most improved offense. This one surprised me. Number seven uh, was, believe it or not, it was Brock, which is rather surprising, I think, because yeah. they they go from twelve and three last year to twelve and one this year. Um, obviously, you know they they still a great year. Coach Chad mm-hmm. Well knows what he's doing, but they went from part of it is, I mean, they had they've scored thirty point nine points per game in twenty nineteen. 
it was just that they were so astronomically good in 2020, uh, averaging 54.4 points per game, that they made that big leap. Um, obviously, up until they ran into Jim Ned, uh, the eventual state champions, you know, Bro- uh, Brock was doing big things uh, offensively. And I believe I would need to go back and look at this, but they were one of the two or three the highest scoring offenses in the state of Texas. Um, number six, uh, one that probably people didn't necessarily realize was such a big turnaround uh, was Lockney. Lockney, the Longhorns, if you get down to 2A, uh, next four, by the way, are going to be from 2A. Lockney went from one and nine to seven and two. And a big reason why is that they scored an average of 24.1 more points per game than they did the year before. Uh, Yeah. 13 points a game up to 37 points per game. Uh, And that, that only clocks in at number six uh, on this list. Number five, uh, a team that we did mention as kind of a a, a team that, that certainly surprised us, I think, uh, and impressed us uh, was McCamey. Uh, McCamey was a team. If you remember last year, they, they kind of finished strong. Uh, they went four and eight last year, kind of finished strong, were better at the end of the season than they were at the beginning. So they carried that over, went 11 and two. They went from scoring 23.2 points per game to 47.3 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made the big leap, uh, as did, uh, if you stay in uh, 2A, uh, Cushing. The Bearcats did the same thing. They're number four on the list. They go from one and nine to six and four uh, by tripling their output. Uh, they go from 10.4 points per game to 35.3. Uh, a similar thing for number three team on this list, which is Rock Springs. The Angoras uh, had undoubtedly a breakout year. They go from three and seven and reverse it to go seven and three. And a lot of that has to do with the offense. They improved by 25 and a half points per game uh, from 2019 to 2020. The Angoras made a big, big leap. Number two on this list is another team that we, you know, I think that we talked about a lot on this program, uh, and that would be Timpson. Uh, mm-hmm. Timpson. Uh, uh, you know, if you remember 2019, they were, uh, you know, Coach Kerry Throwinger squad, they were good. They were five and six. They made the playoffs. They were okay. But they went to another level in 2020, uh, going from 20 points per game, 20.7 points per game, or 20.2 points per game, to 50.1 points per game. Okay, an improvement of 29, nearly 30 points per game. I mean, that's remarkable what the Bears were able to turn around. But that's only good enough for second on this list because – the most improved offense in 2020, the Leander Rouse Raiders, who lapped the field. Now, obviously, it showed up in the wind column, too. We've talked about Coach Josh Mann, what he's done there, how impressive it's been that they go from 1-9 and to 10-2 and two, uh, yeah. in the blink of an eye. Uh, they really turned things around. But a lot of that has to do with what they did offensively. We should have seen it coming. They had 10 starters back offensively, so a lot of that offense was back. Mm-hmm. But – they go from averaging nine less than 10 points a game, 9.9 points per game to 43 and a half. I mean, <laughs> that's going from being a cataclysmically bad offense mm-hmm. to being an elite offense in one year. And you simply don't see that. Uh, that's what's so incredible about that. And, and look, do I think that, they had a little bit of an uh, of an advantage in the sense that they moved down a division. Yes, I do think that helped, right? Mm-hmm. They also had a lot of uh, returning starters back. But plain and simple, they were just a lot better offensively, like a ton better offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's why Leander Rouse is the most improved offense in 2020 in Texas high school football. I'll have this piece up on TexasFootball.com. You guys can look into the numbers yourselves. Uh, and I'll dial in 
uh, who were the the most improved and perhaps uh, the the teams that the offenses that fell the farthest as well. But taking a look at the 2020 Texas high school football landscape, which teams were the most improved, the top three again were, uh, let's see, it was uh, Rock Springs, Timpson, and then number one, Leander Ross. We'll have that piece up on TexasFootball.com. It sounds like from what you said too, we've, really hash this out a bunch in the offseason talking about this but especially in a year like this it sounds like the more experience that you already had coming back on offense just made yeah. the world a different and really that's just chemistry because like we said with the defenses you can go out there and work by yourself a lot of the time but that offense with the quarterback and especially ones mm-hmm. with passing games you have to get those reps that they just didn't have unless they had that group coming back yeah, I think that's exactly it. Is that you were able to have that chemistry, and you didn't have, you didn't need those reps that you needed in the off that you that you normally get in a normal off season. Uh, you didn't need those as much, and I think that you saw that uh, with these teams that did bring back a fair amount of starters, and, and these teams that, that did make that big leap offensively. Um, there was it came it came due to uh, due to I think the, the team chemistry. So mm-hmm. we'll have this piece up on TexasFootball.com uh, later today. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. We hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. All right, Pickle. It's time for Friday fun. It's time for Friday fun. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's fun to talk about the pandemic, but, but I do think that this is a positives. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about the positive sides. And what I mean by that is I think it's fair to say that the world has changed and at least our lives have changed pretty significantly and pretty radically uh, over the course of the last 11 months, uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and, and a lot of those changes have been bad. I want to be very clear. A lot of those changes have been objectively <laughs> bad. Okay. Uh, again, the official stance of Texas football today is thumbs down to COVID-19. <laughs> we don't like the pandy. So, yeah. No, down with the pandy, down with the rony, uh, down with the, 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 the roan. So, let's talk about the positive sides of it. And what I mean by that are, what are the things that have changed over the course of the last 11 months that you would be okay keeping around and normalizing and making part of what will be our post-pandemic life? And I've got a couple that immediately spring to mind. One of them, I think, and this is me, and this is not, uh, this is not, a, this is already trending in that direction, but the ability to get basically everything delivered is something I am entirely down for. Now, I think things were already trending that way. Uh, and I think that all the pandemic did was accelerate that trend of, of, of basically everyone offering delivery, either through every company, either through their own um, you know, their own employees or through like a third party, like an, like an Uber eats or, uh, you know, things like that. Um, 
I think that that is something I am good seeing around because I will I will say this and I have never I want to be very clear I've never done this I've never done this but how many times have you thought to yourself boy I just want somebody to bring me coffee yeah. right especially on a weekend uh like uh, you know man I just I would just really like somebody to bring me coffee well now that does exist. Now, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I haven't done it yet. And that kind of goes into another thing that I think the pandemic helped to accelerate, which is ordering ahead on your app and then mm-hmm. get it being ready when you're there. Yes. Okay? And again, that's something that I think was, was trending in the, right, in, in the right way. But now it's everywhere. Now every company wants you to have their app. Uh, and if you're ordering food, you order it on your on your phone, even if you're going to pick it up. Yeah. But they want you to limit the amount of time you're in. They don't want you sitting down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it streamlines the whole process. I think that is a really good uh, thing. That maybe again, I think it, I think it was coming, but the pandemic accelerated, it and now it's really here. Pickle. Yes. Are you asking for my? I thought. Okay, sorry. I thought you had three of them. You said you had a few, so I thought you get, had three. I'll get to it. I'll get. To, I'll, I'll get to another. But I want to. I want to bounce over to you. Okay. Uh, I talked with a couple of my friends before the show when you sent me this, and we kind of came mm-hmm. up with some lists. Um, one, the overarching one, which I know you agree with because we've talked about it on the show. To go alcohol from restaurants is fantastic. Mm-hmm. You cannot deny that. <laughs> um, Agreed. We came up with hand washing but not like one just wash your hands the fact that that wasn't like a normal thing that people were doing but if you want to take it if you are a normal human and you wash your hands hand sanitizing stations being at grocery stores at literally wherever you go in your work that's really cool and something that should really stick around <laughs> yes um, i that is another thing that i think you're spot on that um if you like like keeping even with the hygiene side, it's like yes. First of all, you should have been washing your hands to begin with because y'all nasty. Mm-hmm. But now <laughs> let's make it easier for people and get these like these hand washing stations everywhere. There's that. The other thing, and maybe this is controversial, mm-hmm. but I hope that we can normalize staying home if you're sick or. If you absolutely have to go, why can't we ask you to wear a mask, right? Like, like I think that that's, that's okay. Like, if you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling well. I want to do this for the, the sake of my coworkers, the sake mm-hmm. of my colleagues. I'm going to wear a mask. I know I need to be here, blah, blah, blah. I think that can make a difference. Um, like, I think you saw, like, for example, they were talking about how this has been a really light flu season. Mm-hmm. And the reason is that the things we are doing to prevent the spread of COVID-19 also helps stop the spread yeah. of the flu, which is not as, not as uh, contagious as, as, as the, um, as COVID-19. So if you're feeling sick or if you, you know, if you feel like you might be contagious or something like that, just wearing a mask in public, I think is, you know, maybe we can help to normalize that because I do think that that from a public health perspective, that might help. So yeah, from a hygiene perspective, I think that's good. Um, two other things that, were on my mind from like a football perspective 
kind of Ooh. or going to a game, working a game. One, you know this from you were at state for the second ones. One, they would send us online tickets where we just pull our phone up, they scan it, we're good. You don't have to try and park to go get your parking passes or get it early. The other thing is, too, for everyone else at the stadium, it was no cash. You could use a card to pay for your parking. That's something that I think is great. I don't see an issue with that because most of the time if I was going to a sporting event, I would have to go get cash beforehand because I just don't carry much cash to be able to go do that. So the card payment in sporting event parking – big fan of that Mm -hmm. the other one i think that's good which is very very this helps me out and not many people not having unnecessary people on the sidelines of college or high school football (laughs) games and that helps me out because i'm sorry (laughs) there are people down there who are working and it's our job to be down there and when i can't even see the game because there are so many football dads or moms or donors standing down there, it gets really frustrating because a lot of dads don't care if I'm walking up trying to see the game. They're standing there like this, and they won't get out of the way. And it's like, sir, can I do my job real fast? So that's super – this helps me and about, you know, 50 other people. But not having unnecessary people on the sidelines and putting parents in stands. Okay. I want you I want you to pull up some of the ones that we have in the comments, what people yes. want to keep around. But I got two more while you're doing that. Okay. One, and I think this is one we can all agree on. I hope that we continue to I think knock up I th- I think we should have by now. I think we we probably have a new found respect and admiration and um you know, level of uh, treat people with a level of decency who work in the service industry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I'm talking grocery workers. I'm talking, you know, waiters. I haven't been to a restaurant in 11 months, but uh, you know, uh, waiters, things like that. Like just that sign of respect, like, and and showing them respect and and treating them respectfully. I, I certainly hope this will be a wake up call that will stick around that we will be able to continue to treat those types of people who are kind of the, 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 the people who help keep this society going. I hope we treat them with the respect that they deserve. You know, I think I hope we tip well, you know, for things like that. There's that, you know, that's one of the things. Um, the other one, which just slipped my mind. It's gone. It's gone. It's into the ether, <laughs> but I'll, I'll think of it and I'll scream it at you. Okay. Um, so, uh, what, what do we have in the comments? Most everyone is agreeing with working from home. A yes. lot of people like working from home. So I think there's, I think there's a balance here and I think working from home is going to be something. I think the biggest thing we can do is destigmatize it. And hopefully we've done that, that like, I think there is a very, there's an old school way of thinking, which is if you are not in the office, I don't know that you're working. Um, this is this is me and this is my management style. I'm the, the head of editorial for Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, and Pickle, I think you can back this up. I am results oriented. I'm gonna give you an assignment that Pickle, I need X by Y date. Um, and 
as long as I get that and it's up to our standards, if it takes you one hour and you spend the other 23 hours playing video games, I don't care. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's my, as long as you're getting done the things that I, uh, I need done, uh, then, then that's perfect. And, and furthermore, you know, look, and now you've been through, um, you know, uh, summer magazines with us. Um, you understand how much, (laughs) yeah, it's true, but you understand how much work gets done outside of nine to five. Right. Whenever we're putting together magazines and even during the season, how much of our job gets done outside of regular business hours. Um, And so that's why I, you know, if we're not going to observe regular business hours, which we shouldn't, uh, then why should we, you know, I think that there, I think that we can at least destigmatize that, Hey, I need to work from home today. Okay, cool. I know you're still going to get that done. I'm not worried about that. So that's Mm -hmm. something I I would, I would like to see uh, stick around. I agree. I think it's the, like obviously it's it's fun to go into the office and have the camaraderie and be able to talk and see people like i still want some of that but i do think that the mindset can change that just if people are at home does not mean that they're not going to get their stuff done yes because too especially in our in our weird business that we do it's almost Mm -hmm. sometimes better for y'all to write at home where there is no other distractions. And then for me, I'm sitting there editing videos. So if I'm having to stop every second to talk to a bunch of people, I can't get my work done. (laughs) Right. Now, look, I also think I want to be very clear. Mm -hmm. I think there is a value to being in the same room because I think that there is a, there's a social value. I think there is a, a um there's a camaraderie value i think there's an idea teamwork value yeah there's a teamwork you know there's a teamwork idea building value to that Mm -hmm. but let's not overstate that is all i'm saying is that is that i don't think that is the number one most important thing to uh to success i think that it i think that you can work from home and be um or at least some of the time like i said like i wouldn't you know that's 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 the one thing I do think that we all had to kind of turn our homes into our offices. And now that we are all kind of, I think, equipped to do that for the most part, I think 90% of jobs, um, right. you know, are, 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 you know, if you're not working in the physical media, you know, physical world, um, you're able to do that from home. Mm-hmm. Now that we can do that, and we all have setups, as I've got my office is a total mess right now. Um, but now that you have that setup. Like we should be able to take advantage of that, in my opinion, and say, hey, you know what, if you need to work from home, you can't do that. And furthermore, I mean, look at the look at the situation like this week right now, obviously, with Internet and power going up as a different circumstance. But like how many companies, let's just say everybody had Internet and, and power, how many companies would have just stopped production in the old days because we all have to be in the same room at the same time? Mm-hmm. Like this is, you know, now that we're all apart, it's like. Yeah, you know what we can we can do this, um, we can do this separately. So that is one thing I think work from home will probably be around to stay, and I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, another one, this one regarding football, and then I thought of two more I meant to say earlier, but uh, Division Three football in February. They said that they love Ooh. they love these small school games being there because the person said they cover um, Texas high school football, so they get so 
you know, mm-hmm. entranced in that, then it's Locked like you that. miss all that. And then it's like, well, why can't small school ball play in the play in the spring? You know, it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Zig when they zag. And because mm-hmm. that's, I think you're right. And we were talking, you know, we had a, a show last week about this, about how we think that the spring season could be a real boon for these small schools. Because look, let's, let's be honest. That Tarleton State, I think they were just going by Tarleton, Tarleton and McNeese State game mm-hmm. um, probably got way more viewers than they would have if that game had been played on September 5th, right? Simply because if it had been played on September 5th, it would just be swallowed whole by all the FBS games, by never hear Ohio State and whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you never hear about it. This is an opportunity that maybe if they do, you know, think about moving to the spring and, and, and getting people that, that kind of, that kind of spotlight. It's, it's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that one of my friends brought up zoom, like happy hours, even if you're not drinking, obviously, but with friends and family more, I completely mm. agreed with that because it's like, yeah, I live four hours away from my folks, so I don't see them, but you know, a few times here and there a year. And it's like, if we can just hop on Zoom on a Friday evening and catch up a little bit where we can all do it in one, that's awesome. My family's had a standing Zoom get-together happy hour, whatever you want to call it, on Thursday evenings since April 1, basically. And yeah, that's yeah. that's a good way. And And yeah, you know, that's one of the things is that we've really relied on FaceTime we've really relied on on zoom and stuff like that because like for example uh, my wife's folks have not been down here they came down here i want to say in july but since then they haven't come down and so they haven't been able to see their grandson i mean forget me um but like they haven't been able to see their daughter and their grandson and so you know being on facetime and just you know making that available but yeah i do think that's right that's a, that's a way that if we were i think it, it did force maybe I'm going to be extremely offensive here. An older generation who maybe didn't want to deal with that kind of technology, mm-hmm. it kind of forced them into understanding and having a basic uh, digital literacy with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing that I think could transition into a way that we can stay a little bit more connected, even when we can't be in the same room. Absolutely. Um, another person. That let's is- see it. Okay. Tony Venegas, one more thing. He he brought up he really liked the delayed start for the big schools. So that's another, you know, topic. You know what? I want to table that. Okay. I want to table that and I want to I want to make that a whole segment next week because yep. I have I some like thoughts that. on that. Um hot takes. <laughs> yes. Let's let's table that because I do have some thoughts on it that I think are worthy of exploring as opposed to just being tacked on to the end of the show. So uh, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for powering through with us. We know that this is not ideal. We know that it's been a tough week for a lot of people. But we appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you on Monday. God willing, and the creek don't rise. I'm Texas Football today. <laughs>